48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Man tests preliminary positive for COVID with no clear source of infection. First such local case in more than two months. Health authorities confirm another case linked to the Festival Walk Omicron cluster and the launch of the government's expanded vaccine bubble has been pushed back to next month. A man has tested preliminary positive for COVID-19 with no clear source of infection in the first such local case in more than two months. Centre for Health Protection's Albert Au said the 42-year-old surveyor who lives in Two Moon and was not vaccinated had not been to any high-risk place, such as Festival Walk in Kowloon where the Moon Palace restaurant has been linked to a cluster of cases. He works in North Point and saw a private doctor yesterday after developing a fever and was sent to hospital. Dr Al says there's a high possibility that the man has been infected with the Omicron variant. He also says officials are checking his movements over the past three weeks. As this is an unknown source case, we are still uh, carrying out epidemiological investigations and contact tracings. So at this stage, uh, we can, could not find out the source of infection of this case. So this is variant because that signifies there might be a silent transmission chain in our community. Block 2 of Choi Ning Garden in the Two Moon building where the patient lives has been placed under overnight lockdown, requiring residents there to be tested. Officials hope to complete the exercise at about 6.30am. Another building, Causeway Tower in Causeway Bay, has also been put under lockdown. Testing exercise is expected to end at about 8am. Infectious disease expert Leung Chi Chu says if authorities are unable to trace the source of the case and an additional untraceable case services, the government should tighten social distancing measures. This is a dangerous signal because if this is an Omicron case, uh, if we cannot... Uh, identify the source. Uh, that means uh, uh, widespread community transmission might be occurring. Although we need to uh, confirm uh, whether this is uh, truly an Omicron case, uh, it's highly likely at this stage. We need to step up our community surveillance. So we see more than one case with unidentified sources. We might need to immediately tighten our social distancing measures. The mystery case was announced after health authorities revealed another coronavirus case linked to the festival walk Omicron cluster. The patient is a 13-year-old daughter of a woman, one of six people suspected of having been infected by an aircrew member at the Moon Palace restaurant on December the 27th. Officials said the girl developed symptoms at a quarantine camp yesterday and tested preliminary positive. Microbiologist Yung Kwok Yoon revealed that the Cathy Pacific crew member had a headache and diarrhoea when he visited the restaurant. Professor Yoon spoke to reporters after inspecting the Kowloon Tong eatery. This index case, who has been sitting there for more than one and a half hours, may be shedding a lot of virus. And these virus are being carried by the air currents through the crevices in the partitions of all those smaller rooms and also trapped at the corners where air stagnation occurs. And that's the reason why the other customers, the other clients in this uh, restaurant is being infected. Chief Executive says vaccine mandates will be tightened on the 24th of next month. Carrie Lam revealed that places where people will need to have received at least one jab to enter will not only cover entertainment venues but schools, libraries and museums as well. Mrs Lam also says the recent Omicron cluster has affected the planned resumption of quarantine-free travel with the mainland.
inevitably with a local infection of Omicron, although uh, the several cases now confirmed could all be traced back to an imported case according to the variant uh, analysis, but that would certainly have an impact on the ongoing uh, discussions with the mainland authorities on uh, resuming some normal travel. I will not uh, deny that that has an impact, which means that we will have to wait another while before we could put in place this uh, very uh, uh, sought-after uh, resumption of normal travel uh, between Hong Kong and the mainland. Now the weather, it's be mainly cloudy if you're rain patches tonight and tomorrow morning. Minimum temperature will be about 18 degrees. Sunny intervals in the afternoon, maximum temperature around 22 degrees. Moderate easterly winds, the outlook, sunny periods in the following few days. Cool mornings on Friday and during the week. Temperatures currently 19 degrees, humidity 82%. You're tuned to RTHK, the time is 5 minutes past 11. Barrister Chow Hang Tung has been sentenced to another year and three months in prison after being found guilty of inciting others to join a banned June the 4th vigil at Victoria Park last year. It's her second conviction over the same event and means she will now serve nearly two years in prison. Jimmy Sung reports. Chow Hang Tung, the former vice chairwoman of the now defunct Hong Kong Alliance in support of patriotic democratic movements of China, was put on trial over a newspaper article and two social media posts where she called on people to stand your ground. Representing herself in the case, she told the court that she only wanted to appeal for candles to be lit anywhere in the city, even though the rally was banned. But delivering her verdict, West County Magistrate Amy Chen said the contents of Charles' articles amounted to encouraging persuading and making suggestions to and putting pressure on the public. She said Charles's acts were obviously calculated and planned and she was determined to attract as much public attention as possible, to exert influence and to leave a deep impression on other people. In mitigation, Charles said that in less than half a year, commemorating June 4th became a dangerous red line and she could foresee that all public platforms to discuss June 4th would disappear. She also told the court that whatever her punishment is, she will continue to say what needs to be said. Ten months of Charles's prison term are to be served separately to an earlier sentence for another June 4th case, meaning she will spend 22 months behind bars in total. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says a decision by two online media outlets to shut down over the span of a week has no direct link to press freedom in Hong Kong or the national security law. Maggie Ho reports. Citizen News had cited vague laws and staff safety in deciding to close down days after Stand News announced it was halting all operations after seven people associated with the group, including former editors and board members, were arrested on sedition charges. Asked about the shutdowns while meeting the press ahead of her weekly executive council meeting, Carrie Lam stressed that the outlet's own decisions to close down had nothing to do with press freedom. Referring to Citizen News, the chief Chief Executive further noted that authorities hadn't done anything to one of the closed-down organizations, and no law enforcement agency had made contact with it. If they have a certain perspective, certain concerns, and then decide to close down, this is something that often happens in Hong Kong's commercial world. What the SAR government is doing is not to suppress press freedom. What the SAR government is doing is to act according to the law. Mrs. Lam also rejected any notion that the closures are related to the implementation of the national security law. 
if implementation of the national security law would undermine press freedom, then we will not be seeing any press freedom in the Western world. You name me, which Western uh, country does not have national security law? They have national security legislation far more draconian than the Hong Kong national security law, which is very well defined. It covers offenses clearly uh, defined, and we already have uh, three convicted cases in courts. Mrs. Lam added that she could not accept assertions that press freedom in Hong Kong is facing extinction. And journalists and media organizations like all of us have to respect and comply with the law. If they are fearful of uh, not being able to comply with the law, then they have to make up their mind and uh, take the necessary decisions. She added that she had been as liberal as possible when she took office in opening up government press conferences to online platforms. In addition to traditional media, an arrangement she noted remains in place. Meanwhile, Mad Dog Daily, an online media platform founded by former legislator Wong Yuk Man, announced its operation. It says He says all the platform's content has been removed. Mr Wong says if articles published by Stan News were deemed seditious by the authorities, his outlook would definitely fall foul of the law. An independent review committee set up by the Hong Kong Society for the Protection of Children says it will look into the causes of suspected child abuse cases at a foster home run by the Society and submit a report by the end of this month. Some staff members of the Children's Residential Home in Prince Edward, which provides shelter for needy children aged up to three years old, has been accused of using corporal punishment. Six people have been arrested so far. Speaking to reporters after their first meeting, the chairman of the six-member committee, Lester Wang, says they will also submit a more comprehensive report reviewing the society's overall governance later. The committee is committed to finding out what the true facts of the case are. The children in the home are some of the most vulnerable and weak members of our society and it is our commitment to find out what the facts are and to speak on their behalf. A prominent politician in the colonial era, Hilton Chong Lin, has died at the age of 99. Mr Chong Lin served as an elected member of the Urban Council for 34 years from 1957 to 1991. He was also the first Chinese person to serve as chairman of the Urban Council between 1981 and 1986. He was also a member of the Legislative Council for nine years in the 70s and 80s. Chief Executive Carrie Lam said she was saddened by Mr Chong Lin's death, adding that he was committed to community services and was particularly concerned about the development of local education. Citibank economists expect Hong Kong's economy to grow by 3.8% this year. That's down from an expected final GDP figure of 6.6% for last year. The bank says the slower growth forecast reflects the fact that the SEL's economic recovery is now on more solid ground. Adrienne Loy, a Citibank economist, says there's reason for optimism. 2022, especially for Hong Kong, is a year where we can secure solid recovery path going forward. So I think these things are not to be something that we would be too pessimistic about. I think there is still more hopes now in 2022 than over the past few years for us. And therefore, we think that even a lower GDP number or headline numbers uh, for some of our key statistics on the macro side should not be a too bad or dampening factor for our uh, equity or index forecasts.
Dozens of investors in cash-strapped China Evergrande have protested outside the company's offices in Guangzhou amid worries their returns will be sacrificed to keep real estate projects afloat. The project comes just a day after Evergrande said it had been ordered to demolish 39 under-construction residential blocks at its Ocean Flower Island project on Hainan, as trading in its shares was suspended here. Mike Weeks reports. The crowd, reported to be about 100 strong, shouted Evergrande return our money, reprising a chant used by disgruntled investors and suppliers last autumn as the deterioration in the huge developer's financial position became apparent to all. The group is struggling to repay more than 300 billion US dollars in liabilities, including nearly 20 billion of offshore bonds now deemed in default after it missed payments last month. On Friday, Evergrande announced a dialback of plans to repay investors in its wealth management products, announcing that each could expect 8,000 yuan a month in principal payment for three months, irrespective of when their investment matures. It had previously agreed to repay 10% by the end of this month when the product matured without specifying an amount. The change sparked investor fear that they won't get their money back. One 34-year-old protester who works in e-commerce said she was worried her interests will be sacrificed. Lured by the promise of yields approaching 12%, expensive gifts and the guarantee of China's top-selling developer, tens of thousands of mainland investors have bought wealth management products through Evergrande. Foreign Ministry's top arms control official has held a historic joint statement issued by the five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council, pledging to prevent the spread of nuclear weapons. It's the first joint message by China, the US, Russia, Britain and France in more than 20 years. Fu Kong, Director General of the Ministry's Department of Arms Control and Disarmament, said the statement would help maintain stability. This is actually gives us the understanding of the uh, of the true nature of nuclear weapons. Nuclear weapons are the ultimate deterrence. It's not for war fighting. And the recognition by the five nuclear weapon states of this basic fact will go a long way towards maintaining global strategic stability and reducing the danger of a nuclear war. Mind of our top stories tonight, a man tests preliminary positive for COVID with no clear source of infection. First such local case in more than two months. Health authorities confirm another cluster linked to the festival work Omicron cluster. And the launch of the government's expanded vaccine bubble has been pushed back to next month. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio
Mills, almost an unintentional hit, by the way. Frank Mills hails from Quebec, obviously in Canada. Uh, and that uh, track was released as a single, but it was meant for sort of easy listening uh, radio stations where there wasn't too much of a wave or not too loud music. Uh, but it got to a pop station in Ottawa and they played it and suddenly everybody was loving it. The album went gold. It was a hit all around the world. Radio stations and TV stations using it as their theme tunes. Frank Mills and Music Box Dancer. <laughs> How are you doing, Gilbert? Thanks for getting in touch as we continue with our magic musical mystery tour. If you'd like a song for yourself, folks, by the way, just get in touch. It's Radio Pete at Gmail. His request is this. Because... There's a new world somewhere. 